Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. Before we start, uh, we've got an amazing team in front of the camera, but a, an amazing team off the camera as well. Just a few days ago, one of our brilliant directors, Daryl, celebrated his birthday. I said, what a great guy he is, and we wished him a happy birthday. Well, tonight, Seb, another director, is celebrating his birthday today. Uh, I can't say the same about Seb. He's a difficult person, He's very demanding, self-centered, but an absolutely handsome devil. So happy birthday, Seb. We love you. Thanks for being brilliant at what you do. Welcome to Headliners, a comedic romp through tomorrow's papers with me, Mark Dolan. Tonight, I'm joined by a woman famous for her dry wit, Sajila Kershi, and Leo Kurse, famous for his dry skin. I have eczema. <laughs> I think it's psoriasis. No, it's definitely eczema. It's been diagnosed. Well, I'm pleased to hear that. Well, we've got some cream for you, which I'll apply liberally in the course <laughs> of the show. Nice, not conservatively. No. This is where our politics changes, when we apply... Medical treatments. Too right. Uh, listen, thanks for working on the Sunday, which is the Lord's Day, Sajila. It is. It's, it's the day of rest. Happy birthday to all the people who are celebrating happy birthdays today. Oh, yeah. And I've got some a few. I've got, I get eczema around my eyes, so I've got some cream you can have. Oh, nice. Yeah. So do, look at that. Look at that. The left uh, and the right sharing. cream today. Yeah. Sharing. <laughs> yeah, what they are is they're, they're the funniest and itchiest comedians <laughs> in the country. They are positively inflamed, folks. OK, well, look, we'll inflame you, not just with wit, but some of the biggest stories of the day. Let's take a look now at tomorrow's front pages. We'll start with the Daily Mail. And we've got this story, and it's a big one. Putin's deadly warning to the West. UK intelligence report says a Russian attack just miles from the NATO border is in the offing. Vladimir Putin yesterday issued a start warning to the West by destroying a Ukrainian base near the Polish border. Russian forces fired 30 cruise missiles in the deadliest attack of the invasion so far. Emma Watson beams at the BAFTAs, of course, Harry Potter star, although, of course, she has since thrown the great author, J.K. Rowling, under the bus. Let's go to the Telegraph now, shall we? US warns Putin as he takes war to the West. Russian leader pushes boundaries after 35 killed in strike on base near the Polish border. Police, police checks for residents offering refuge to Ukrainians is another story in The Telegraph. The independent Putin's deadly missile strike on NATO's doorstep. Dozens killed in attack on military base 25 kilometres from the Polish border. The Guardian, Russia, with that story as well, Russia escalates war in Ukraine with attack close to NATO border. Former UN chief warns UK against fracking. The former UN secretary general has warned the UK against fracking as the world stands at a dangerous point in the climate crisis. Uh, Ban Ki-moon there, definitely not reading the room. How about Financial Times? Russian strike at Western Ukraine base sends warning signal to NATO. Uh, we've just shown you there the, uh, the Guardian. We've got all the stories. Um, we've also got, uh, if we can have the Times next, guys, and if you've got that one for me at the ready... Uh, war reaches NATO border. Russia strikes base 15 miles from Poland. A devastating photograph of a blown-out car, blown-out houses, 
in what is becoming a hellish conflict. Daily Express Oscar winner William Hurt dies aged 71. Very sad news, a brilliant actor. Putin's missile strike brings war to NATO's border as well in the Express. Metro, as Putin's war rages on, refugees need you. Register today to help those forced to flee the bombings of their homes. And the Daily Star, spooks, Putin's sick, Vlad's void rage, mad Vlad invaded Ukraine because he's pumped up on steroids. Puffy-faced Putin's crazy and violent behavior is down to drugs, treating a deadly illness, the world's top spy network has said. Could he be ill? Here's hoping. And those are your front pages. And we'll start with Monday's Telegraph and the World War III rhetoric is ramping up, Leo. Yeah, so this, uh, this is, Putin has made like a further provocation to the West. So uh, previously, you know, NATO, the NATO countries have said, you know, if you step over the line out of Ukraine, then we're going to, you know, uh, bring the full force of NATO against you. And uh, Putin, just yesterday, he bombed um, a training camp just 15 miles from the border with Poland. Uh, so in the very west of, of Ukraine. And this was where uh, foreign fighters uh, were um, arriving and being trained and also where Western um, ammunition and weaponry was being stored, that was being given to, to Ukraine. Uh, so, yeah, this is, I mean, it really shows the sort of the, the dangerousness of the conflict. Yeah. We're, we're approaching a, you know, a point. Putin keeps provoking the West uh, and the West is trying not to enforce a no-fly zone, trying not to, to get involved beyond uh, donating weapons. Um, but Putin has been, you know, really sort of humiliated and embarrassed by this, by this attack, by, uh, by his invasion, because he, he believed that the, the invasion was going to be a, a walkover. They, were, they even had uh, social media posts uh, that went out, they were scheduled to go out, announcing the victory. 48 hours after after they invaded, which obviously you know hasn't they haven't had victory yet, so they've become bogged down in this urban warfare, and they're just pummeling Ukrainian cities and just you know trying to hammer everything everything flat. Yeah, which, it's like a scorched earth, but they're they're not really penetrating the Russians, are they? No, they're not. They're not. So this you know this makes it even more dangerous because Putin's you know now going to lash out with even more. Is it going to be nuclear weapons? Is he going to attack uh, in Poland or Estonia or somewhere Chemical else? Chemical attack. Is it chemical attack? Chemical attack. He's already using phosphorus, uh, white phosphorus, which is illegal and you know really uh, you know creates you know humanitarian uh, hell. It, it burns burns people. It's it's horrible. Um, but you know he's been humiliated, and you know men uh, are the most dangerous when they've been humiliated. You know he's, he's like Raoul well, Lott at the moment. He's, he's you know, a bit like that. Yeah, but I mean we can't even send guys in with some KFC because KFC's been banned from Moscow. So there really is, you know, no solution other than, you know, he's, he's having this, this temper tantrum. We've got to let him uh, continue with it and hope that, you know, at some point we can, we can tell him that, yeah, you've had some sort of victory. You can keep this bit of Ukraine or you can keep Crimea and sell that to his own people as a victory. Because at the moment he's, he's, he's had an appalling war. Yes, Putin it, needs a ladder to climb down. He, he does, he does. And I think, you know, sometimes you, uh, you, you have to offer an opt-out for a bully, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the, one of the headlines you had earlier on was like that he's ill and it's been said before. Yeah. Now, if he is ill, that is actually really scary for the rest of the world because that means he's got nothing to lose and he's just going to go gung-ho. Now, apparently they've been boasting in this article alone, they've been, he's been, Russia's been boasting that they've killed up to 180 foreign fighters and destroyed a cash of weapons donated by the West after using long-range missiles. Now, 
that for him, he's going to come back. He's not just going to boast about this. There's going to be more and there's going to be more. And I, I think we should be afraid if he is ill. I really think that's yeah. where we need to, like, because you're saying that's a good thing. I think it's a bad thing because it means, you know... All, he all bets it. are off. Yeah, all bets yeah. are off. He's got nothing to lose. He can, he's taken the rest of us down with him. Although the puffiness in the face could also be explained by huge cocaine consumption, which causes <laughs> that, that puffiness. Really? Yes, seriously. Which would explain Showing his, his activity Showing a bit too much knowledge well. there, old Leo Kirst. <laughs> well, you'll notice I have a firmly defined Yes, but you, you are strangely energetic for 11 o'clock at night. Well, I think that... <laughs> I don't feel energetic. I think the sanctions need to be extended to, to Colombia. Colombia needs to, to sanction Russia with cocaine, and that could bring this crisis. Hitler, famously, I mean, you know, one of the, the great monsters of history, but, but he became even less rational when he became addicted, apparently, to methamphetamines he whilst having, in office. He was having, in the, in the region, of 120 injections a day with uh, methamphetamine, cocaine, various other, you know, vitamins, B vitamins, things yeah. like that. So what have we learned today? Basically, don't do drugs, guys. It makes you a megalomaniac murderer. It does, <laughs> and it might affect your judgment Yeah, it might slightly. affect your judgment very badly. I mean, Leo, all anyone wants to know is what's going to happen. I mean, this is the imponderable, isn't it? Well, nobody nobody does know. And, uh, I mean, the, with the possible endgame, which has been given a, a possibility of 1 in 80 being all-out nuclear war, which would be devastating. Mm. I mean, particularly for, uh, I hate to be selfish, but for London, which is, you know, quite a target for, for Russia. And, yeah. you know, previously, you know, the oligarchs all had their houses in Knightsbridge, so that was an insurance policy because they weren't going to bomb uh, London when they owned half of it. But now that they've been booted out of London and there's all these sanctions, we don't have that insurance policy anymore. So I'm not sure it was the, the best idea. That's a really good point, because we've just actually made ourselves a city. We should give them back the houses, let them stay, then maybe yeah. just keep us safe. Well, let's put an oligarch, oligarch in every British town in the country. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Oligarchs. In fact, you know, I, I, yes, come to my home, oligarchs. <laughs> I, I, will, I will feed you again. Yeah, well, there you go. Put Roman Abramovich's son mm -hmm. in Coventry, his daughter in Birmingham his second cousin up in Glasgow. Let's just share the love. You'd yeah, send Roman Abramovich, Abramovich to Coventry. That is quite appropriate. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Which, <laughs> Nicely which done. we don't say anymore, because we say cancelled now. Hmm. No one sent to Coventry. That That's right. Sent to Coventry means you've been cancelled, right? I've been cancelled, right? yeah. It's the old-fashioned cancelled. Well, it? the problem is, do you know why? Because Coventry has had such inward investment that now being sent to Coventry is good news. <laughs> it's actually something you would want. And uh, I think we've all performed comedy in Coventry, haven't we? It's yeah. a great, yeah. great, great, uh, great place for comedy. Yeah. Great audiences. Great people. Well, moving on <laughs> to a story in Monday's Times, but covered in most of the papers, where Vladimir Putin's actions bring the war closer to America, Sajila. Yeah, um, so American journalist Brent Renault uh, sh was shot dead near Kiev. Um, Kiev, sorry, Kiev. Um, so Brent Renault, 50 years old, who was covering the invasion, uh, was filming, he's a documentary filmmaker, yeah. so he was filming refugees uh, escaping, uh, died after Russian troops opened fire on a car containing foreign foreign journalists in mm. Irpin on the outskirts of the capital. Now, it's the first um, Western journalist, I think, that, that we've lost. There's been an injured one as well in, the, in, the, in that whole thing. And I looked, looked this up, like, about journalists dying in conflict in Ukraine. But actually, since independence in, of Ukraine, more than 60 journalists have died in very mysterious circumstances or they've been assassinated. And they are often used as, uh, in political battles to serve the government's needs. So that I found... Um, interesting. And, and they died in Ukraine or in Russia? Uh, in, in Ukraine. Right. In Ukraine, yeah. So that, 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 that was uh, weird. weird. And so here's the thing. Now, President Biden, I don't know if you remember, he said that um, if you, if you call, he said, 
let's be clear, he, did, he doesn't want to escalate the war, but he said uh, on February 15th that he would respond forcefully if any Americans were targeted. Now, I think that's quite important because mm. here we have an American journalist targeted and they're saying, look, the Russians have done this. And I wonder if this is some way, and I'm just, you know, I'm just a comedian, I don't know anything, but I wonder if this is a way of getting Amer America to kind of get involved and, and help Ukraine fight this war. Yeah. You know, because we, we have got... I'm not, you know, in war, people do bad things on both sides, mm. and we have to sort of remember that. Yes, yeah, definitely. But We're very, very sad to lose this, you know, very talented journalist. And you know, I feel for every journalist out there that's that's covering these 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 uh, you know these. They're, they're heroes too. They are heroes, and we must remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna... thinking of sending Leo out for a couple of months. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> sort it out in a weekend. Yeah, that's right. Or make it much worse. Uh, send a translator because uh, they won't understand the Scottish. <laughs> they'll think it's a, it's a weird variant of uh, of Russian. Um, do you think the Ukrainians could do with more iron brew? I wonder whether that would help. Well, I think, well, the, the Ukrainians have been, uh, well, the Russians uh, have been going through and looting uh, Ukrainian shops and getting all the, all the food uh, and supplies that should be going to Ukrainians because they're not, they don't have the supply lines going in from Russia. Uh, but we're going to see a lot more of uh, foreign, uh, or when I say foreign, I mean, you know, Western people being mm. killed in Ukraine mm. because there's more journalists and also uh, all the, the troops, the, the foreign reservists and volunteers that have arrived. I mean, that's, that's what the shelling yesterday was. It mm. killed 35 people. Yeah. So there'll be, there'll be Americans and British and, you know, Europeans. So we're going to get yeah. pulled, I think we're going to get pulled in by yeah. these strategic kind of murders. Really. Yeah. We're going to get pulled in I mean, in I'm a bit walls. worried about World War III yeah. by default or yeah. by accident. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think that would be uh, reason enough for, for NATO to, to step in because these people have volunteered to go and fight in Ukraine or, you know, this man volunteered to, to go... And uh, well, I don't think it was actually they're covering it. No, uh, so. no, because he had the Times, um, the New York Times badge, the press pass, yeah. and the New York Times said that he wasn't actually working for them. He hadn't got. He'd obviously used a pass, an old pass. Mm. So that kind of puts a like a little bit of a different spin. He just couldn't get a flight yeah. to Tenerife. Yeah, but he had yeah. two weeks off. He wanted to go somewhere. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Look, it's a, a shocking story, and it does demonstrate just what our journalists also go through to report from war zones. Monday's Independent is covering the story that COVID's going home, Leo. Yeah, so uh, wow. China, after unleashing COVID on the world, is now getting some COVID, which uh, I should probably sound less happy about that. But, uh, but yeah, they've had a two-year high of uh, nearly 2,000 new local symptomatic COVID cases on Sunday as infections rose. And apparently infections are rising around the world as well as uh, natural immunity mm -hmm. fades and everybody sort of forgets about it yeah. because Ukraine's in the news all the time. Um, but yeah, so China has had this zero tolerance policy with COVID, which worked, you know, fairly well when it was uh, when it was Delta and containable uh, strains. But Omicron is so infectious that a zero tolerance approach just doesn't work. So it will it will get through, and you're you're infectious when you're not um, symptomatic. So uh, so yeah, it's going to spread. But also, it's just not as uh, it's just not as deadly as previous mm -hmm. previous versions. So, well, I, mean, I like to actually quote people that are other, the other end of the argument. Bill Gates, I think we can argue he's pretty pro-vaccine, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is a guy who said, look, Omicron is, is actually the new vaccine.
Mm. He, he said in a press conference, Omicron has effectively, he said, unfortunately, yeah. it has beaten the vaccine to it. Yeah. Mm. In terms of herd immunity. Uh, do you think, I mean, what do you think, Sajila, has the appetite for further measures gone now? Because I've seen people on social media say, look, if you tell me we're going into another lockdown, I just will ignore it this time. Oh, no. ha have the government lost the dressing room on that one? Oh, no, that's that's never going to happen. People really? are going to do what they're told. Though we, we all did what we were told in the first lockdown and thereafter to protect, we made sacrifices. And I think that I argument didn't. was lost the moment, the moment there was parties, you know, and, and like total disregard for the rules that they'd made themselves. But going back to China, uh, they have to be zero tolerance because obviously they've got to be shown to sort of, you know, do it. And actually mm -hmm. it's very draconian, but it does work because they have kept their, their cases lower than many other countries. But that said, I don't think that's because they're used to that kind of like regime, but well, we yeah. are not here. That's right. I mean, I've always, I've always said that if you lock people in their homes and don't let them out and put food through the letterbox, you will slow the spread of coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. go out through the chimney. But oh. what I never understood about the British approach is that we're, we're locked at home all day, except for an hour and we all get together in Tesco's <laughs> and basically well, hug each other and kiss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so how's that yeah. going to work? All touch the same sausage rolls. I, I yeah. didn't do that. I was getting my family to drop off food parcels and knock the door. It was like lockdown ginger, basically. There was just like dropping <laughs> of ginger, garlic, spices, all that stuff. You know, all the things that all Asian people are geared to kind of keep bags and rice and bags. Of. So we, we were sort of ready. We, our bunker's been ready for years. <laughs> Is that right? I'd yeah. have to pop round to your bunker sometime. Yes, definitely. <laughs> food bunker. <laughs> Well, look, uh, worrying news now from the Metro that the Queen's Health might not allow her to make her husband's memorial, Sajila, very sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Queen. Um, so she could basically miss, uh, this is in the Metro, uh, Prince Philip's memorial amid growing health fears. She's uh, maybe forced to miss the memorial service for her late husband, Prince Philip, who, as you know, died last year in April. Um, and the thing is, she's 95 no, she's 95. She's not going to be around forever. And I think it's really worrying because, and then this is going to sound like a bit soft, but I don't think we're prepared for her to go. And that's going to be quite a traumatic thing for the nation. You know, Diana, that kind of like outpouring Massive. of love. She's like... I'm, I'm only just over that. Yeah, I'm only just... <laughs> but, you know, like... Overseas. You're still listening to Candle in the Wind? No. Yeah, I, I bought 43 <laughs> can't, copies. I can't, I can't, I cry. Don't, don't, don't go with the Candle in the Wind. Um, but, no, I think, uh, you know, generations of families have grown up with the Queen in the background. I'm not ready to see Charles's face on a note. I want, I want to keep the Queen's... I don't, I don't want Char to see... I don't want to see Camilla. Well, Cash is, Cash she, is I'm, going. I'm still not over the Cash, fact that she's... Cash is over. Charles is going to be on the new Bitcoin. Oh, no, no. I don't want him in anything. I don't think so. And I'm not... I'm sorry. I know you're a fan of, of you know, um, Queen Camilla. But, you know, yeah. she's still... She's still a hoochie mama husband's... She, 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 <laughs> she a marriage wrecker? Yeah, she's a home wrecker. Oh, that was it. Yeah, home wrecker. Oh, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I do think that's right. He's got... Big shoes to fill. Yeah, massive, old, old Charlie. Massive. And I, I and I don't know if, if actually we're at a point where the Queen is where we kind of. It could be. It could be it because I. I mean, the I, end of the royal family. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it might be. Well, if it wasn't road. for Prince William and um, Kate Middleton, yeah. then uh, they, they seem to be the. I think the, they should the, jump. The popular too. Yeah. I mean, definitely don't yeah. jump yeah. to yeah. Prince Andrew. I don't think that would be. No, that would no, be a great no, move. definitely not. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, I think Prince Prince William and and Kate, Princess Kate. Yes, Princess Kate. Princess I Kate. You know they're they're popular. They seem they seem quite nice. <laughs> she's the, uh, yeah, she's, they I fell guess... in love at university. It's yeah. she's nice. the Duchess no, of no Cambridge. Stealing Duchess of Cambridge. Huh? She old cake. She's the Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and she. I think she's got queen-like qualities herself. Yeah. She seems to be born to to 
you know, head of state. Hmm. Yeah, she's had years of practicing, hasn't she? Yeah. Since she's been with, like, obviously they got together when they were quite young, so she has had years of practicing. She's earned, she's earned the job. But you raise a good point, and we want the Queen to just be with us for a yeah, long, long time to come. But when she does pass away, there is a question mark about the future of the monarchy, mm. I think. Could we clone yeah. her? Hmm? Could we clone the Queen? Well, that's not a bad idea. That'd be, that'd be great. Start again. Mm. And also, yeah. I don't want Charles because, I, I, you know, I, I, the crown, he's not, you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> like true. him in the crown. It's not working, is it? It's not working. Totally agree. I don't like him. Uh, cloning the Queen, what a great idea. And we might take a couple of strands of Leo Curse's DNA as well. Just for personal use. <laughs> king Leo. Leo means king, doesn't it? Uh, lion. Lion it king. Or yeah. star sign. Yeah. Leo the lion. Who knew? Well, we are roaring into the break now because uh, we're going to pay the bills. But uh, we've got so much more to come. In part two, we're going to discuss flashers, hecklers and witches. Typical gig for us comedians. See you in two. It was all gambling debts and I never paid him back. <gasps> Welcome back to Headliners with me, Mark Dolan. And joining me to look at tomorrow's papers are two comedians so edgy, they've cancelled themselves. <laughs> Sajida Kershey and Leo Kurse. Uncancelled on this show, I'm delighted to say. Now, for legal reasons, we can't come to Leo with this story. So Sajila, Monday's Telegraph, have news that online flashers may need to watch themselves. Ah, oh, right. So now I am from a time where we knew where the flashes were. Um, so let me just read the, the so online flashes, flashes face two years in prison under new law. So, yeah, back in my day, flashes were behind the bushes uh, wearing a Mac like a Colombo Mac. And then that they'd, you know, they'd come out and like Colombo, they say just one more thing and then just go. Like this, but they down had below. A uniform. There must have been a there shop. There was a uniform. It was a uniform, like with a dirty mat. Flasher shop. Yeah, yeah. flasher, flasher shop. And so, Gila, some of us stick to the tradition. Some of us are keeping it alive. And some of us, yeah, all... some people are keeping it alive. On and, and of course, you used to get streakers on in in football, yep. in uh, uh, cricket. Uh, they were obviously auditioning for page three because you're normally women, right? Uh, but now we've got flashers, cyber flashers, and um, every woman out there has probably received um, what we would might call a decay pique. Can I say that? I well, well that, that is a very elegantly put. Yes. And so what's happening is the law is coming into place and saying no criminal offence to be introduced in, in Parliament this week as part of the government's new duty, to, duty of care yeah. law to combat online harms. So um, this, is, this is part of the three criminal offences that are created uh, for like, online safety as a part of the online safety bill. Yeah. So you can't send any nudie pictures. You, you know, you can go to two, prison for two years for that. So-called dick pics. So-called so decay piquets, yes. Well done. And, um, are they French? Yes, I'm just trying not... I don't know what the I, I don't, regulations are. I don't like are. the sound of decay. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> like it's got well, let's face it. something on it, an ulcer that's growing. The thing is, a lot of these, they do look a bit decayed. You think, why would you boast this? Why would you show this? Why? Yeah. And also, right. but this is interesting for us as comedians, is the online kind of pylon mm. that's also going to stop? So, like, kind of bullying, and, and even though there's a, a, on threads on emails mm. or uh, like websites, uh, that's going to have to stop. Concerted campaigns against one individual. Yes. Yeah, yes. when you sort of let the dogs yes. free onto someone. Yeah. Online uh, pylon is actually my name for my genitals. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I've heard it's quite a moniker. Mm. Um, I uh, I remember reading about Emily Attack, who's very talented young presenter and reality star. And uh, she was complaining about these decay piquet, as you mm -hmm. call them, these unwanted naked pictures that pop up. And she said that sometimes by 10 in the morning, I've seen 
I've seen like maybe 20 unwanted willies. <laughs> You know, which I've got to say takes me back to my college years, but <laughs> that was welcome. On this occasion, you know, it's, it is actually abusive, isn't it? I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I think, well, it has been a long time since I've seen a grown man naked, and I think, oh, OK, that's, that's, that's interesting to see, because it's been a while since I did biology as well. But no, on the whole, this is all... And actually, the, on a more serious note, yeah. it, it's, it's actually followed by research by UCL's Institute of Education, which is actually doing decent research, which found that three-quarters, 76% of girls aged between 12 and 18 mm. had been sent unsolicited nude images of boys or men. That is disgusting. It is disgusting, and the thing about this flashing, of course, you know... On headliners, we, we enjoy a bit of levity mm -hmm. around any topic. Nothing's off limits. Absolutely. And no one's being cancelled here. But on the other hand, you know, notwithstanding our, our jokes about 70s flashers, whether it's a flasher in reality, in a park or online, it's an assault, isn't it? Mm. It, it is a sexual assault on very often, probably normally, females. Hmm. And I was a schoolgirl when that used to happen. And then I remember a teacher telling us, a female teacher saying that we should laugh at them and go ha, 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 and point, because that would take away their power. Yeah. But you know what? When you're a little girl, you just don't think of doing that. You just, no, you like, don't. you know, you giggle and you scream and you, you know... And, and it's, it's unpleasant. I mean, I may joke a bit because that was, you know, for because that's what we do in the dark times. Um, yeah, exactly. But it is, it, is, it is wrong and it's awful, and I think I'm sort of... At the moment, I think it's a great thing that we're stopping these these decay piquets happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not free speech, is it, Leah? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, for a start, they can't talk. So uh, so it's not a free speech issue at all. It's, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's disgusting. And also, it's contributing to... I mean, in society at the moment, um, like young women are feeling like, like they've got to have more sex and they feel comfortable with, uh, yes. you know, have sex with older older men and uh, do things that they're not. Never met any of these women. Who are these women? But there's probably some downsides as well that we can't see. <laughs> exactly right. Well, look, uh, it is uh, as we've said, um, a story which uh, which ultimately has a message, which is you're breaking the law. Uh, it is an attack on someone that doesn't want to see this disgusting stuff. And you should rightly have your collar felt. And that comes from three comedians who are all about free speech. But free speech, it ain't. The Guardian are far too highbrow for this headline. But Leo will tell us what they say about Ban Ki-moon wanting to ban key fracking. <laughs> yeah. So Ban Ki-moon, who is the former UN Secretary General, has warned the UK against fracking. Uh, so he says the world stands at a dangerous point in the climate change crisis. Um, brought, uh, so the, and the, the idea of fracking has been brought about by the invasion of Ukraine. So, you know, we got so much. Europe gets so much oil and gas from Russia. Still, $800 million a day from Russia. So since the start of the war, we're talking about like $12 million Europe's handed over to Russia. So Russia's funding its billion, war. Billion, billion. Uh, yeah, billion, sorry. Uh, $12 billion that Europe's handed over to Russia. To, so while it's doing all these sanctions and stuff, because we're so dependent on Russian oil and gas, we're still handing money hand over fist to Putin to, to pay for his invasion. It's, it's ridiculous. So, you know, we need something to replace mm -hmm. Russian oil and gas uh, in the West. And, uh, you know, there, there are various uh, things. We can, we can have nuclear, but that takes, you know, years to scale up. Um, we've got wind farms, we've got all the rest of it, but, you know, it's, it's hard to get something that will scale up quickly. Um, so, you know, people, people are looking at reopening uh, coal mines, uh, starting fracking and reopening North Sea oil. Uh, which, all, to, to be honest, it sounds like a great idea. Fracking gets, you know, an enormously bad rap.
but it's actually, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's done um, with, with a lot of sensitivity to environmental concerns, probably far more sensitivity to environmental concerns than it's done in Russia. And also, if we do it in the UK, we don't have to transport it in a pipe all the way through the Baltics or wherever, where it could spill. We don't have to bring it on a, on a boat that could crash. So it makes a lot of sense to, to have our own uh, oil and gas resources opened up. Well, um, I, I mean, I agree. We need to be more self-sufficient mm. and stop relying on Russia. Because, as I said, we are. You know, I agree with you that we're inadvertently funding their their war. And fracking has got a bad reputation, but it's mainly, I thought, because there were like mini earthquakes when when they started. I think it was Lancashire they they started it. Right. And what I understand is that fracking is a sort of a um, an earth version of colonic irrigation. <laughs> so um, what happens is they either go in horizontally or vertically and they go straight into the earth, go deep, deep, deep until they hit something and then it opens up and the gas comes out. So it's like an earth fart. Sounds quite basic. And an yeah. earth fart, isn't it? And yeah. um, so that, and that, but that can also cause little mini tremors. So I think they were probably worried that we were... Where, are we on the colonic now? We're on the, <laughs> no, we're on the earth colonic irrigation, the, the fracking. Um, and so those little mini earthquakes, I think they might... might I think it's, it's, like, it's a very sort of minuscule, like 1.2, which is probably like a sneeze, I think, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it was like massively huge. So I don't know. I'm, I, I, the, for me, I don't know about fracking, because I don't know enough about it, other than it just sounded like a, you know, an earth fart that you extract. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but we can use it to like and not rely on Russia I think that's a that's a good thing but there are other options and I don't know why we've left it so late to to go down that route because here we are now on the verge of we say we keep repeating it you know I don't know many people that don't want cleaner air yeah and to yeah. get carbon down in time also green industry green tech is something we're very good at in this mm. country it can be a big employer lots of innovation here and and also a great money spinner mm. for Britain but it can't be done, as you mentioned, overnight. And I think we've been very quick to dispense with fossil fuels mm. uh, in the short term, given the geopolitical situation we're now mm. in. And, uh, and what's worse, World War Three or um, some tremors in the earth? Some, some sneezes. Yeah. Well, the earth moves for me whenever these guys are in the studio. <laughs> and that's not fracking. Although I wouldn't mind having a good frack with... Young Leo, never say never. <laughs> Maybe the uh, GB News Christmas party. <laughs> Monday's Daily Mail uh, now. Actually, actually, no, forgive me that. Let's go to The Guardian next, please. And in somewhat related news, UK ministers are promoting e-bikes for the masses. Not that I imagine they'll be giving up their chauffeurs themselves. Yeah, uh, ministers should consider subsidising e-bikes as they do electric cars. I didn't know they were subsidising electric cars, but here we go. A campaign has emerged after a study found that mass use of such bikes could create more than two billion in health benefits and cut a million tonnes of emissions annually. So we're just talking about yeah. emissions. And, you know, it's a win-win situation. You get fitter, you uh, save emissions, money on petrol... Um, and uh, however, in New Zealand, they do have these bike sort of things, but also those little scooters, electrified mm. scooters, but they're lying everywhere, you know. And so they're like a bit of a health and safety hazard and lots of people are breaking legs and stuff. But I think I think it's a good thing. It's, it, I don't know if it's similar to the Boris bike yeah. thing, but um, I think we have got way too many cars on the road. And I think we need to sort of cut back on the cars and get people walking, get people cycling again. And because there's an electric motor on this thing, it's yeah. not a great exertion. You know, so it's, no. it's somewhere between a car and a bicycle or walking, right? And free, yeah. free transport would help as well. Yeah. So that's been suggested. Well, there's no such thing as free transport. I mean, somebody has to pay for it somehow. 
Bus drivers aren't driving it for free. Why Buses do you, don't why cost do you, nothing. That was a good plan. Why That's do you have no. to ruin it? Why? Why? What it means is instead of paying for it yourself, uh, you get taxed. <laughs> yeah, but the lateral flow tests, they're, they're free, aren't they? The lateral flow tests. <laughs> I, I, hate to, I hate to tell you, but... Uh, wait, wait. Diversity paying, officers in the NHS, they're free? We're going to be paying for all this stuff <laughs> what? Uh, for the rest of our life. We've got to pay but for this? But it's good to see at least it's some that's affordable being subsidised. Previous, uh, previous sort of electric vehicles uh, have been cars. So Tesla's which cost, you know, 50 grand, 60 grand, uh, so only available to, you know, the richest in society, mm. have been subsidised by the taxpayer. So you've got some, some poor guy, you know, plumbers and cleaners paying tax to pay for some rich guy to buy a Tesla. It's ridiculous. So at least this is something that we can all get on and enjoy. Two rights. Monday's Daily Mail with the story that after 60 years as a comedy genius, has John Cleese finally met his match, Woke Americans? Leo. So, yeah, uh, John Cleese, who's 82, by the way, famous from Monty Python, had his microphone taken off him by another comedian uh, during a comedic discussion in which he uh, suggested Italy and France owed Britain reparations for enslaving us. So, I mean, he's referencing or he's, he's mocking the idea that uh, reparations should be paid for, paid for uh, transatlantic uh, slavery. Um, and, but, I mean, he raises a good point. If we're going to go back 400 years, why not go back another few hundred years and look at the, the Romans, the Normans and the Vikings, which, uh, you know, all of them came over to the UK and did terrible things. We couldn't do anything about it because there were no uh, hashtags back then, so we just had to, to put up with it. Um, but now that, you know, we've got Twitter and we've got cancel culture, um, we, can do, we can do something. So, yeah, but he was, he was slammed by the other people on the, the panel. Uh, I want to return to this briefly, but we've got an issue with your microphone. Uh, so, Martin, should we take a quick pause? Let's do that. Uh, we've got some more brilliant stories, so we'll just get... Uh, we want to make sure that uh, we hear every word of Leo uh, and, of course, Sajida as well. So, more top stories in two. I said you might be pregnant, but I'm not the father. It's actually medically impossible. Oh, they've heard. Welcome back to Headliners with me, Mark Dolan. <laughs> Looking at tomorrow's papers are two top comedians who, thankfully for us, never got proper jobs. The brilliant <laughs> Sajila Kershey, the marvellous Leo Kirst. Leo, can we finish up on our conversation about John Cleese before you were briefly cancelled by our sound engineer? Yeah, so um, basically, if anybody didn't pick up on it because my, my mic was crackling, I've got a fresh mic. Uh, actually, John Cleese's mic was taken off him. He was speaking on this panel and he made a, a sort of satirical comment about... Um, about uh, Britain being owed reparations from Romans, Normans and, and Vikings who invaded the country and did terrible things, uh, lots of pillaging. Um, and, uh, and then the people in the panel thought this was abhorrent and Dulce Sloan grabbed his, who's one of the comedians, who actually was on my show Hating Live in Edinburgh, uh, she grabbed the mic off him. And uh, yeah, I mean, this strange. is just like welcome to hell, right? 2022, comedians cancelling each other, yeah. a comedian taking the microphone. Yeah out of the hands of one of the true geniuses of comedy. Yep, yep. and he's 82 years old, and, uh, like, I mean, yeah, to, to Was do he that. being problematic? Was that it? I mean, uh, for a comedian, comedians are supposed to picket ideas and, you know, expose the, the sort of idiocy or the fallacies within them. So for him to, to do this, what, what is the... I mean, if we're going to uh, hand out reparations for slavery that happened 400 years ago, why isn't it being handed out for slavery that happened 800 years ago? It's, yeah. you know, or what about... Slavery that we've got now in 2022. You know, there's more slavery now than there was at the height of the transatlantic slave trade. But it's happening, you know, it's, it's problematic uh, to address because it's not being perpetrated by British people mm. anymore.
So, Gila, uh, I mean, uh, well, it's crazy, I mean, you it? know, I, I was going to go somewhere else with this, but um, I, I, I think we're just on brand. He's on brand. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally think he's talking rubbish, but would I take the mic out of his hand? No, I wouldn't. Uh, but he's on brand, just the same as Jimmy Carr, just as the same as yes. you are, Leo. Yeah, <laughs> Leo that's the brand. it. Leo the and brand I is want very different. <laughs> Jimmy Carr to do his horrific jokes that I don't like, that yeah. I do not like yeah. those yeah. jokes. I want him to do them. Yeah. I want you to do yours and Leo but and John Cleese. And by the way, hand. hasn't also, can we just have a bit of respect for the man that has absolutely sort of, he's done it so many times in his career, Faulty Towers, Monty Python, uh, also early satirical stuff in the 60s. Clockways. That was a great film. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant movie. Very funny film. Uh, I think that he deserves better than that. A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, another great film. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that relaunched the British film industry, actually. That was the template for things like The Full Monty. Mm. Um, a bit of respect for a legend. It's like, where is the hierarchy here? How dare this no-name comic do that to John Cleese? Yeah, well, we've been, we've been told, you know I mean? my, 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 my culture, we, you know, Asian people, we are, respect our elders, irrespective of whether we think they're right well, or wrong. Well, if you're in a recording studio, right, and you're some sort of up-and-coming singer-songwriter, right, or you're in a boy band, You've got Sir Paul McCartney sat there at the piano, tickling the ivories. It's like, you let him get on with it, mm -hmm. don't you? Mm -hmm. You don't sort of shove him off the piano stool and say, it's my <laughs> turn, mate. I don't know, I'm, I'm yeah. offended by how yeah. John Cleese has been Why are treated. you only hitting the white keys, Paul? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can teach you a thing or two about melodies. Uh, Monday's Guardian with a story for you, Leo. Um, you are a Scotsman. Let's talk about witches. I am a Scotsman, so you're talking of uh, things that happened hundreds of years ago. Uh, so last week, Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, issued a formal apology on International Women's Day to the 4,000 people, who are mainly women, uh, although we don't know how they identified, who were tortured and often executed under the Witchcraft Act of 1563 in Scotland. So uh, now campaigners are going to maintain momentum, they say, and uh, educate a new generation of schoolchildren about, about witch hunting. Um, and create a national monument. I don't know if it's going to be somebody on a broomstick um, made out of bronze, uh, but to ordinary people whose lives were ripped apart by these witch hunts. Although, ironically, uh, the SNP and the, the, the um, independence nationalists in, in Scotland uh, like uh, conducting their own witch hunts on social media. So uh, I think the, you know, mm. the witch, we don't burn people anymore, but we do, we do try and destroy them on Twitter. So maybe, maybe there could be some self-realisation from the nationalists here. Yes, nice analogy for which which uh, yeah which hunts on social media. Um, I don't know. So past uh, post post humus humus humusly humus. Uh, I don't like humus. I'm allergic to. Yeah, it. post that. Posthumous. 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 Posthumously. Yeah. Yeah. That word. Right. Uh, <laughs> one after so, uh, yeah, kind of after the event. After how many years mm. afterwards, apologising. I'm not sure that means anything. What I'd like to see is just uh, kind of embracing women's rights right now. And with Scotland, the way that they're going, um, you know, embrace the women's rights that actually do you think that women's rights, that we need. Do you think need. women's rights are being curtailed in Scotland? It, they, well, I think you should co co focus on what is happening and what women want today, as well as pardoning them. It's all right for the, the, the descendants of those, you know, mm. alleged witches, witches um, but it's not helping... Scottish women today. Yeah. Are yeah. Well said. You're referencing really the point. sort of trans because Scotland's uh, leading the push, the progressive push in getting uh, you know self-identification, so ma uh, males can say I'm a woman and then get sent to a female prison, yeah. which which we're seeing. But I mean, if if there's anywhere that uh, you know a biological male is going to pass as a woman, it is Dundee. So <laughs> yes, I've been there and I've got the T-shirt to prove it.
Sajila. Yeah. You're dressed like you could be on the red carpet. You're a very beautiful lady, very glamorous. Oh, I don't know about that. What but, do you yes. think? So about we've got we're gonna go straight here. BAFTAs. Yes. Have you so, just come from the BAFTAs? I've just come from the BAFTAs. Were GB um, News nominated? I know, I know. GB News was nominated and they said, <laughs> look, headliners, Mark Dolan, tonight. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, all, all winning, all winning, 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 winning. We're, we're, we're winning because we're here. We're winning because we're here. So <laughs> BAFTA stars are advised to dress respectfully, respectfully, respect. What's wrong with me today? Rest. I, I like. So you just no, I like so, this. Um, I'm jumbly more. Yeah, what you're paying the price for is uh, that two hours in the green room before the, the show. Two, two hours in the green room drinking too much coffee. It reminds me of the bit in Total Recall when he's, uh, you know, when he's. <laughs> yeah, <there's> his, <laughs> he's <laughs> you have oh two God. weeks. <laughs> have you been drinking? That's cocaine. They used oh, to that, that was a cocaine <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, not, basically. You know the bomb forms anyway. It's not relevant to the story. No, so. I, I've heard of all the things about like how to um, respect what's happening with Ukraine, but the BAFTA. People there have been told to dress in a respectful manner um, to kind of not um, to respect that there's a war going on. And uh, the last thing they want is something like De Lady Gaga's infamous meat dress or anything too controversial. Basically, don't get your jubblies out on the red carpet is what they're <laughs> saying. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, which is interesting, given the story we had before. Uh, and, and, and the thing is, Somebody said, um, Janet Street Porter, she said, uh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't we be more respectful if someone back at Mission Control had the guts to stand up and say, let's call the whole thing off until peace is restored in Ukraine. Mm. This backslapping uh, and awarding is grotesque. Mm. I don't know. I'm in the middle of between those mm. kind of extremes, like, you know, keep, keep, keep puppies covered to um, like cancelling the whole thing. I'm kind of in the yeah. middle somewhere. Well, I think, I mean, award ceremonies are pointless anyway now because it used to be a chance to sort of, you'd see all the, the screen idols, all these celebrities all in one place. You'd be like, wow, look, they're all there, you know, drinking mimosas or whatever. But now we've got Instagram, so I can see, you know, The Rock. I can see him sitting on the toilet. I can see every moment of his life. So all these celebrities are sharing everything of their life anyway. So there's no, there's no point in, you know, having special events where we can see them outside of a film. Yeah, yes, um, have you, well, of course I should say, I mean, I know you've both been nominated. You were Scottish Comedian of the Year a few years ago. I was also Chelmsford Comedian of the Year and UK Pun Champion. And what's the bigger catchment, Scotland or Chelmsford? I think uh, Scotland is still, despite 14 years of SNP government, <laughs> Scotland still has a slightly larger economy than, than Chelmsford. Great stuff. I got awards too. You could ask. Well, me. I know that yeah. exactly. No, I, what about, it's all about him, isn't it? <laughs> Tell I me. Said, uh, I, no, I think you should I've regale got, the audience. <laughs> what's your most? Awards, what's right. your most important award? Yeah, I, I've got um, Asian Woman of Achievement. Come so on. Asian Woman of the Year. I got that one too. Did you get that one? Yeah. yeah. Well, they they took it off you because you were pregnant, so they gave it to me instead. Yeah. Real, real facts. <laughs> well, they are, they are, they are award-winning. We're finding out why, and we've got a few more minutes in which to demonstrate that further. Telegraph now, Leo. Let's power through a couple, shall we? Um, let's have a look at uh, this story proving once and for all it's the medium, not the message. Mm. Yeah, so uh, this is in the Telegraph. So police in Russia have been cracking down on protests. There have been, there have been protests in Moscow, in St. Petersburg, uh, you know, various parts of Russia. Because people in Russia, they're not happy with the war. And they can see what's happening to the country. They're losing all their, you know, McDonald's, Ikea, you know, all the, all the Western things that bring, uh, that bring some, some fun uh, to yeah. Russia are, are leaving. There's even a, a fat guy handcuffed himself. 
to the door of uh, McDonald's in Moscow. But uh, but some of the you know the police are cracking down pretty hard because Putin knows he has to repress any sort of uh, speech and make sure people don't rise up against him. So somebody um, somebody was detained by the police uh, in Nizhny. Novgorod, central Russia, um, for holding up a blank poster. So there was nothing on the poster. There was no message insulting to the, there it is. to Putin or anything. But she held up a blank poster. And you're not allowed. You're not allowed to hold up a blank uh, poster anymore. So and there's no not that no is, mention. That is so powerful. No mention of the war is allowed. Uh, so if you if you mention any 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 mention of the war whatsoever in Russia, uh, you can be potentially sentenced to 15 years. In prison, it's it's ridiculous. And now that um, you know, various social media firms have been blocked or pulled out of Russia. Yeah. Um, Russians aren't getting anything apart from state propaganda. It's a, a true a, a true shocker. Uh, Monday's Guardian with the news that in Mississippi they like you to keep the butt you've already got, Sajila. I like big butts. I cannot deny. Okay, so uh, Mississippi teacher fired for reading. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, viewer. I don't know. These things just come out of my mouth, and I haven't thought them through. Uh, Mississippi teacher fired <laughs> for reading. I need a new butt to children. Um, so what happens is um, that the administrator in a school was unable to attend uh, to, to these children to read to them. So Toby Price, an assistant principal at um, Gary Road Elementary School, was in his office, stepped into the breach, and he quickly picked up a, a book that was obviously meant for the kids, around with other books with kids, called yeah. I Need a Big, I Need a New Butt <laughs> by Tom. Dawn McMillan and started reading it to 240 children and he has <laughs> been he's been he's been told he can't do this uh, because um, uh, the, 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 so it's a humorous children's book about bottoms to um, a class of second grade uh, graders uh, they said it was inappropriate pointing to references or to flatulence and noting that described butts in various colors shapes and sizes um, and I'm like like, these kids are getting a great education. Yes. We all have butts. We all have them. They do come in in all different colours, shapes and sizes. Yeah. So that's teaching us to be, you know, tolerant of all shapes and sizes of butts. It's the unifying aspect it, of humanity. It is. It's the one thing we yeah. all share. Even people who don't have legs have got a butt. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I hear the kids have been very anal about doing their homework on this one, and uh, understandably <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, the bum gets a, a hard rap, doesn't it? It's a marvellous organ. It is, isn't it? It is. I love peaches as well. Although we'll stop short of revealing any on the show right now, <laughs> because I want to keep our wonderful audience. Monday's Telegraph have a great story about consumer rights being rewound, Leo. Yeah, so this is somebody who wrote in uh, to, the, to the Telegraph's, um, I guess, consumer rights uh, department saying that in 2002 they bought a Sony video cassette recorder at Curry's uh, and they took out the extended warranty. You're always offered the extended warranty. It's never a good deal and it wasn't a good deal for this guy. So, you know, he's had this thing for 20 years. Um, I think in 2004 it did actually need uh, to be repaired. So, um, so he, he took it and it was repaired. But then he was still, they were renewing this insurance coverage on this video recorder uh, for, you know, another 18 years. And uh, then, you know, obviously, eventually, it, it broke. So he took it in and they said, well, we can't fix it. We don't have any parts for it. This is a, this is a museum piece. And um, uh, they offered him £148 in compensation, but he'd paid £331 Disaster. in insurance premiums. I'm not a so, fan of those deals. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of, there's a guy, when I was at, at university, there was a guy who was taking the football pools 
uh, contributions from people and then just bank pocketing the money yeah. himself. So it was like... What a rascal. And then so, then they won and they couldn't get the money because he hadn't actually uh, you know, put, laid the bet oh. for, for them. So it's the, same, it's the same kind of thing. They were, they were banking this money but couldn't fix the VCR. Well, let's go to Monday Sun now and a story about dating etiquette. Sajila, have you ever been asked for a refund? Oh, but I have. No, I have got friends. So a woman is asked to refund a man £76 for five dates after she lied about having a kid and wasted his time. This is what he says. Yeah. So she goes on a date with him. He doesn't want to date single parents. He, she's got a kid. She, he finds out that she's got a child and in a conversation later on and says he wants this, this amount. He's worked it out for five dates, £76. I've got friends who... Their partners, when they split up with them, had like a tally of what they'd spent in the relationship. Oh. And they, I know, and I'm sorry, but what a miserable, miserly, horrible little man. He should stay single for the rest of his life because who does that? Once you spend money, it's gone. Like if I spend it a drink in, on my friends, if I go out, that's it, it's done, it's done. Why would you go back there? <clears throat> and what were you expecting for your money? Right? She's not a prostitute. Well, did she not put out? What was the deal here? Well, if she's not a prostitute, why wasn't she going Dutch? Why I mean, in defence, in defence of this guy, he's, gone, he's, spent, he's spent over £300 on dates to this liar. So what was he expecting for £300? Well, he was expecting somebody with honesty and integrity no. that wouldn't hide the is, fact is, that did she, he, she did had he a child. Did he think she was so going to marry him? all this money. He's only asking for £76 back. I think this man's a, a modern hero. I, I think, think he's, he's a turd. Well, then yes, yes. you won't be dating and I, him. And listen, but, well, we're not you're pulling about our to get punches. married. You're Let about to tell get you. married. Do not do this to your future you wife. It's <laughs> been a hot date with these two and I don't want my money back. Thanks for your company. Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring. 